Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. On this episode of Crown Jewels, we have baby news as Princess Eugenie welcomes baby number two. Is Charles extending the olive branch with Lilibet's birthday gift? And we're on the case, sharing live updates from Harry's phone hacking trial. We are back with another episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush. And Lex, we have so much to talk about today. I mean, things are happening literally as we're speaking. As we are speaking. I'm on CNN.com because they have live updates of this Prince Harry court case. And the little red light is flashing because it's that live. (laughs) It's live. It's happening right now. I am so excited. But I did. Okay. You just told me that you're doing something very special. So special. Tell everybody like, what you're doing this week. Wendy Taylor slipped on Friday, and I'm so excited. I, I'm like, so I got excited. my little outfit. You know? Oh my gosh! Can you give us a sneak peek? Describe. I'm a little. I'm a little worried. So I have two options. You know, mm-hmm. I have like this top, and it's like sequins. Yes. But pastel, so it's giving Love. lovers. Yes. Um, or I have this like really cute, like it's kind of metallic-y like dress, and I'm gonna wear both with like white cowboy boots but Mm -hmm. we'll see if I can fit into them so not my boots my outfit (laughs) um is it so yeah I'm so excited and I'm getting my hair cut on Friday which oh you're like getting ready things are happening like my roots are gonna be done my hair is gonna be nothing better for the visuals nothing better I was like I have to look good for Taylor you know when your roots aren't done and then you get like your roots freshly done and you're like, I am Thanks. back, bitches. Like, I am truly, I've never, you know how like people say they have like when they're around their boyfriend, it's called boyfriend air and like their skin's bad and their hair's greasy and like they're just ugly. That's me <laughs> all the time. Stop. Like I, because it's sick. It's really no, sick. No, but- I don't agree with that, but I know, I know what you're saying and I hear you, but I'm Thank so you. excited um you also have been avoiding the tiktok i have been spoiled i was the only taylor talks that i like to see are the ones of like the dads 
taking their daughters oh, to Taylor. Tears. Like I saw one today and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Oh my God. Yeah. I know. They're really, it's, it's all amazing and magical. And the fact that it's in a stadium, they're, I'm assuming she's performing where the lions play, right? How do you know that? Because it's a stadium tour. The things that you know about, <laughs> like, you just dropped, like, little sports nuggets. No, like, I the mean, fact that, that you the know where the, lion, the, what the Lions are. <laughs> that was the closest oh. NFL stadium to Toronto. So my sister and she I would drive. She is playing at Fort Field. Yes. Okay, Fort And I've Field. never seen a concert there before, so I'm really excited. And people keep saying, like, what do you think her secret song is going to be? I'm like, bitch, I don't fucking know. Okay, I know. And then there is, I, I'll say this because it's not a spoiler, it's just discourse. I don't know if you've seen, uh, or if you're on Taylor Twitter, but like they're saying she's going to drop something big in Detroit, like a, an announcement. Mm-hmm. Is she doing three shows? Like how many shows is she Two. doing? There? Two. So yeah, like, I don't know. All the Swifties oh have their Easter egg if speculations. It the night that I'm going, I like, I don't know if it's true or not, but and like, I'm going with my friend who had a baby two weeks ago. Oh my gosh. So she's like, I'm bringing my pump. You're going to have to wheel me around. I'm like, absolutely. I'll do anything. The dedication is unmatched. Seriously. Yeah, like literally she has a two-week-old baby at home. And she's like, gotta go. Gotta go see Taylor. gotta go see Tay. Well, I can't wait to hear about it next week. Are you seeing her again? I will only go see her again. Like, I know that a bunch of brands, this is so bad, but like, I know a bunch of brands sent people in New York and I'm curious if they'll do it in LA. And yeah, I mean, I doubt any of them would invite me. I'm not like a true influencer girly, but in the off chance that somebody does not invite chance. me, I'm really holding out. Um, if I was going to go to a concert in LA, I'm going to go and spend my additional coins on seeing Beyonce. Cause she's playing my birthday weekend. So, Oh, well yeah, you have to, I know. And you our birthdays are to. one day apart. And it's but, her I mean, just, I, I do have to say, like, um, oh, yeah, Virgo Queens mm-hmm. is watching footage of Beyonce performing like she's having so much fun. I know. Like she's and smiling then, like, and laughing. Blue Ivy pops out on stage. No, I'm not. I'm okay. telling you. The child is focused. I was like, OK, Star. there's Nepo babies, but like. Girl, like she's working. Like I'm so impressed. Yeah, she's a princess Charlotte. She's out yes. here hustling. You she know, really is. like there are oh just some Nepo babies where I just like I'm okay with it. Like I'm okay mm-hmm. with because as long as you like really lean in and you're just like fuck it. Like my mom is Beyonce. Like I'm cool. It's like when they try to like hide it. I know. I'm or like, they try to just like do that. things, being like I'm so excited about this because. I earned it. It's like, no, Blue is on that stage. You know, her mom made her practice and treated her choreo like everybody else. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, my gosh. The last thing I'll say, I know we've got to I know we've got to move on. But there was one time when they were performing on stage and they do this thing where they fist bump each other. And Beyonce missed one night. She didn't do it. And Blue was there and she was like, and Beyonce has not missed that fist bump since. And you know Blue went to the back and was like, Mom, what the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck was that? I mean, I always think of Blue, and I think they were at the Grammys, and like Beyonce was like clapping or something, and she like looked at her mom and she was like, you gotta like (laughs) I think about it all the time. (laughs) Like, please stop embarrassing me. She's like this. She's like, be quiet. And she moves her hand. 
I literally oh think about that all the time. Uh, you are my <laughs> pop culture soulmate. You know, we just love it. We love it. Sam, it's time for tea and crumpets. So do you want to start us off with some royal subjects for our royal subjects? You know, I do. I would love Great. to. So, Excellent. I mean, exciting news. We love a baby. And there is a new royal baby. Mm-hmm. I am so excited. Congratulations are in order for Eugenie and her new baby boy, Ernest George Ronnie Brooksbank. I know. It's quite the I name. I mean, the name a is regal so name. iconic. I love it. It's and okay. Yeah. She posted photos uh, earlier this week. She had the baby last week on May thirtieth. He weighs seven mm-hmm. pounds one ounce, um, and it is a gorgeous child. I love its little knit blue cap. Truly, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy for her. Just knowing I have a friend who's pregnant right now that like she doesn't have to go through the summer pregnant because there's nothing worse in that. I heat. know my. I know my mom. Um, like was pregnant with me through the summer because my birthday's in October. And she's like, Sam, it was like the worst time of my life. Yeah. Like I would die. I know. I mean, we'll see how the chips fall. But okay. (laughs) This long baby name, Ernest George Ronnie Brooksbank. This name was inspired, Eugenie said, by his great, great, great grandfather, George, just George, his grandpa, George, Mm -hmm. and his grandpa, Ronald. I love I love the little Ronnie thrown in there, and it's not Ronald and Ronnie for short. I love that Ronnie is one of the middle names. Right. And I, I also, so do you think she watched Queen Charlotte? I, okay, I feel like she could be one of the royals that does watch the show. I think so too. You know, like The Crown and, and um, Bridgerton. Oh, so, for yes. sure. And she's pregnant. Also, she's sitting around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and you know, she was probably crying, sobbing, oh, like we were last week on the podcast. So embarrassing. I can't believe we so cried just talking I, about it. Just, Shonda. I mean, we looked into each other's eyes and just wept. Like, <laughs> it was so emotional. I could cry right now talking about how we cried. But something that really stuck out to me was the photo of her oldest child mm-hmm. and the new baby. Yes. And the oldest child, I believe his name is August. Yeah, Augie right? for short. Augie. Yep. Okay, thank two. you. I just wanted to make sure. I just didn't want to get any facts wrong. Of course. This child looks so similar to Archie in the I know. profile. It's I know. crazy. I'm like, holy shit, the family? Now, that is, that's like Charles's family. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's this baby, really crazy. And the baby, like, I also actually, I at first glance thought that he looked like Lilibet. Like, I just think, mm. I think with Archie too, like, and, but with Lilibet, like my memory of her is that photo of her sitting in the grass and like, she kind of has that ready so hair cute. too. Like these mm-hmm. jeans, this is not a Jack Brooksbank jean happening here no. to my knowledge. <laughs> no. This is a Princess Eugenie royal bloodline jean down yeah. to the little curls on their head. head. But you know what's <laughs> kind of funny? is like, I don't remember feeling that way about Kate and William's kids. No. Like, I don't remember, like, I don't remember looking at a picture of Archie and being like, oh, that looks like George, or that looks like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I so, think Will's and Kate's kids look more like Kate. 
Like I, I think, think so too. George looks like the Kate. Middletons. Yes. Yeah. I I do want to get a side by side of Pippa's kids next to Kate because maybe yeah. there's like strong similarities there. But wow, because Pippa released Augie photos and Archie of her- look the same. Yes, they do. It's it's like pretty wild, and that mm-hmm. makes me happy. Like again, I think about the Kardashian kids. I think about the royal kids, and I'm like. All the little cuzzies running around together in a field at Buckingham Palace. So like, fun. I mean, we got to get the band back together. I'm, and you know, like I Eugenie know. will bring the kids to L.A. and California to see Harry. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Also, I mean, I feel like we can get into this now, but the Lilibet's birthday. Oh, yes. Okay, She's last two. thing, though, I want to say is with this baby oh, yes. being born with Ernie, Ernie and Augie, so cute. With Ernie being born, now Prince Edward, who's the queen's youngest son, will be 14th in line to the throne because Eugenie is Andrew's son, who's older than Edward. Oh. Oh, yeah. Edward. I know. Hmm. You know what? He's chilling. That's tough. I know. Isn't that so odd? It's like every That's time a baby so gets weird. birth, I'm just bumped. <laughs> yeah. Like you're still the the son of the Queen of England. Yes. And like you're now 14th. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, heavens. May 29th, you were 13th. May 30th, you're 14th, babe. Oh, Tough break. And that's, that's a far. That's a far. Yeah. That's like you're not even a royal. Yeah. <laughs> That's like you're I, not that's even like getting a like, ribbon anymore. <laughs> no, like you're not you're not invited to Sandringham. Like at this point, oh boy. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because I know we love a little family yeah. hierarchy, family tree facts. But yes, Princess Lilibet turned two on June fourth, just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Ugh, this grinds my gears. But I I want to hear your thoughts. There were okay. no public remarks made by the royal family. So typically, historically, what we've seen in the past is, um, you know, the princes and princess, prince and princess of Wales, royal family, these Instagram accounts will post an image of whoever's mm-hmm. birthday it is, wishing them a happy birthday, whether they did it personally or not. Publicly, mm-hmm. they will address it. I believe because Archie's birthday was on the coronation, they did not post anything if I'm remembering correctly, but Charles acknowledged Archie's birthday. That was reported. Yeah, I don't remember them posting anything. Yeah, and I mean, it was coronation, but I know there were reports that Charles wished him a happy birthday in some sort of address, luncheon address. Mm -hmm. And we got that news as a public statement. But last year, they were all celebrating her birthday at Frogmore Cottage. This year, no social media post. What are your thoughts? I got to tell you, at Mm -hmm. first, I was definitely like, that's so annoying. Like, why would they do that? That's, you know. But now that I've thought about it, I feel like they're just like, let's not talk about Harry and Meghan in the press ever. Because it's Mm. like, that's Harry's big issue is like, do you do everything for press? Everything is for show. It's so they're probably like, let's not. Also, he just wrote a book about us and shit all over <laughs> us. So let's maybe cool it. Maybe, you know, maybe he sent a, maybe they sent like a nice gift. I hope so. A fruit basket. Do you think they did anything private? Again, I would hope so. I would, I yeah. would think based on like, again, what we've publicly, all we can go off is what we've publicly heard. But like 
Charles and Harry have reached out to one another and are conversating here and there, both mm-hmm. before the coronation and after. I would assume that Harry, or sorry, Charles, or some sort of spokesperson or extension of Charles yeah. did, in fact, reach out. I mean, I really think that, I hope that that is the I case. just feel like they're just like, let's not do anything public when it comes to that. Yes. Because it's just going to be taken the wrong way. Who knows what they'll think. I think you're right in that they're like, we just don't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole. You know? For sure. There's no world. Okay, so I am doing some research as we're talking about this. And there is an article, yahoo.com or Yahoo Life, which I always go off of because this is who Omid Scobie writes for. So their source. Oh. You know what I mean? So like they're they not doing they're not Yahoo? they're not doing page yeah, they're not doing page 6. I'm oh. going to write anything. I'm going to twist yeah. the headlines. Like they are a legitimate mm. source. So, it says, but Lilibet's second birthday perhaps due to frosty relations between her parents and paternal grandparents will be celebrated at home in Los Angeles. Nevertheless, King Charles is making sure his gift will be one that will be remembered forever and one that ensures a little bit of Queen Elizabeth is carried on with her great-granddaughter. Reportedly, King Charles has had his aides looking at a custom-made cubby house similar to what the Queen and Princess Margaret had when they were girls. So this is like a playhouse. Like, Mm -hmm. and the photo, what's quite funny is there's a picture of Princess Elizabeth before she was queen standing outside of her cubby house. And it's like a small home. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's not, it's not one of those little plastic houses that you had. um, Yes, there's no like, you know what I'm talking about. The plastic one, it's like yellow with a red roof. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, I have one. Same. Yeah, this is like a house. Yes, this is a house. This is so funny. <laughs> and the cottage was a gift from the people of Wales, and it's since been passed down to Prince George, Princess Charlotte, Prince Louis. And even though Lilibet doesn't reside in the UK, Charles is ensuring that she will have one of her very own to enjoy. That's so, nice. At least we get that. I do feel good about that. And as I said, I feel like this is a legitimate source. So... Mm-hmm. Again, I've got to give it to Charles, you know, like, first of all, in spare, Harry didn't like drag Charles quite the same way he dragged his brother. And so I don't feel like their relationship was or is as strained. And I do feel like Charles is trying to make an amend, whether it's, you know, out of the goodness of his heart or whether he sees the writing on the wall that all the working royals are 60 plus with a select few. And there I feel might like this be... is such an olive branch. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he continues to extend. Yeah. I have to say, Lilibet looks so much like at like when you're just scrolling, um, Stasi Schroeder's daughter, yes. Hartford. Like I literally, when I'm scrolling and I saw that photo of her sitting in the grass, I was like, Oh, it's like Stasi's daughter. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> so Isn't that crazy? And yeah. you know what's so it's funny? So I wonder if Stassi loves it because Stassi is like a huge Meghan Markle stan. Huge Royals fan. Yeah. So I know. I think that's probably, probably a fun that. little treat for her. Yeah. Yeah. Or if people say that to her, she probably eats it up, you know? For sure. Yeah. Because they look so much alike. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Let's get into our final tea and crumpet. And I mean, I love a royal wedding. And this is not technically British royal news, but Wills and Kate's attended. Kate's. Wills and Kate attended. The Jordanian crown prince got married. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to work my way through this. Okay. Okay. Because crown prince Hussein, 28-year-old eldest son, of the and heir of King Abdullah II and Queen Rania, my fave. Yeah, I was gonna say you love her. I love her. I love her. And so his now wife has a very long name. So let me get mm-hmm. through it. So he wed Raja Khaled bin Musaid bin Saif bin Abdulaziz Al Saif on June first. We're just gonna call her Rajwa, okay? Yeah. I mean, I also love a royal wedding. I love seeing everyone like under the same roof. Yes. I love seeing what they're all wearing. And everybody walking love, in. Love. Love. Yeah. So excited. And so, I mean, again, we just saw Queen Rania's, I believe her eldest daughter recently got married. Remember we discussed that? Yes. And we and were that obsessed. was like the beautiful ceremony. And I love that they were sitting down doing their vows. Mm-hmm. That's a new treat. Yeah. So this is their eldest son, heir to the throne. And I believe that Rajwa is a quote-unquote commoner, which is interesting. So the outfit deets, I wanted to talk about this because I loved her two dresses. And I just Mm -hmm. need to pull them up because her ceremony dress was this sort of like asymmetric Ellie Saab gown, and it was um, long-sleeved, ivory tone, and now I'm just looking at these photos, and this is what the fun fact was, okay? It closely resembled this vintage golden dress that Queen Rania wore in 2001. So what I love about this is you're channeling your mother-in-law. And I'll, I'll post these pictures when the yeah. podcast goes live. And it's really like a very similar side-by-side. The neckline is, and it's just like, I loved that it was very clean. And I go mm-hmm. back to Megan's dress also being um, clean. Was Megan Givenchy, Claire Wythe Keller? I think it was. Yeah. Who's a UK designer. Um, mm-hmm. And I loved how clean this dress was while being like, Still, like, the silhouette of it and how it framed her body was gorgeous. And then it Mm -hmm. had this sort of, like, train on the back with the long, beautiful veil that had just, like, a few floral details, but nothing too fancy. It was so beautiful. And what I loved, though, which I think is unique to a royal wedding, were the earrings that she Mm. wore. Because I don't know if you've seen photos, but, like, the earrings are very chic and almost trendy they're not like a simple diamond or pearl um, yeah, or like drop hoop or something yeah 
They didn't say who the designer of the earrings are. I'll need to hunt that down. But they're gorgeous. She also kept her cartilage piercing. Oh. Oh, okay. Edgy. Very edgy. Okay. Yeah, like I'm shocked. It's like a big diamond in there. Oh my God, I need to see. Yeah. If you Google just pictures of the Jordanian wedding. Okay. I'll look and it there's up like after. a set. There's like a photo of her from the side and you can see that she's got her cartilage pierced on her wedding day. I mean, that is just rad to me. You want to talk about a modern bride? Yeah. Let's talk about a modern bride. <laughs> I mean, I love her wedding dress. It's so simple and yet so unique yeah. in a way. Um, really, really beautiful. And they look so happy. I know. They look very happy. She switched into this like beautiful floral detail Dolce and Gabbana dress for the reception. And the thing, and again, I'll post this. Um, the front of the dress was gorgeous, but then my internet friend slash IRL friend, matchmaker Maria, <laughs> sent me the back of the dress. And again, the floral details on the back of her dress were absolutely stunning. It's giving Princess Diaries. Yeah. I like loved with the it. gloves and everything. Yes. Like it's really, and because you normally see reception dresses, they're a little bit l like more, f I don't know, like I'm not going to say casual, but they're more fun. They're more mm -hmm. like easy to dance in, like, you know, shake your ass. Like I remember seeing Meghan Markle's and like, well, it wasn't like this like crazy, like, you know, super fun dress. It was definitely more like, formal, less wedding. This yeah. is like a straight up wedding dress. It's interesting because it's almost like she went, she flipped the script. Like in the mm -hmm. reception, she has this formal dress and yes, it's short sleeved, but she has the gloves over her elbows. Mm -hmm. She put her hair up for the reception mm -hmm. and I get it. Maybe you're yeah, hot. It's you know? much more formal looking, but it's almost like it was way more formal and her actual ceremony dress was more relaxed which I actually mm -hmm. quite enjoy. Like I really, I really, really, really loved the simplicity of that wedding dress. Gorge. Beautiful. Stunning. Well, I mean, we got to really get into the reason for the season. Yes. Which is... Let's do it. We got to make it rain. So let's get into it. Let's get into it, okay? Because Prince Harry is back in the UK court for his phone hacking trial. He started to testify yesterday, Tuesday, and he will be the first royal to testify in a trial since Edward VIII, which was over like 100 years ago. And mm -hmm. so for a little backstory, he's suing the publishers of the Daily Mail, or the Daily Mirror, excuse me, which mm -hmm. he says behaved unlawfully to gain access to his private life for stories. These articles date back to Harry's 12th birthday when the mirror reported he felt bad about his parents' divorce. Now, what is interesting is that he will obviously be examined um, by his lawyer, but then he will face cross-examination, which I believe is what we're getting today or part of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's updates coming in. I believe I'm, he's done testifying right now and they're they're cross-examining other people. Okay, because I just got a little new updates click to hop up. So let's mm -hmm. see where we're at. 
Harry watching former journalist testimony from courtroom. So Harry's actually sitting in court. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I'm going to just jump back a little bit. On Tuesday, in a written testimony, you're either the Playboy Prince, the failure, the dropout, or in my case, the thicko, the cheat, the underage drinker, the irresponsible drug taker, the list goes on. And he said, how much more blood will stain their typing fingers before someone can put a stop to this madness? I mean, the the dramatics are like always there with Harry. And like he He said, reforming the media's landscape (laughs) is his life's work. So like he is giving drama. So I know this might be obvious, but when I read this statement from him, mm-hmm. it really clicked with me that he's not really fighting this battle for him. Like, to me, he is because it's like that's how he can get the lawsuit and like that's how he can like hold people accountable. But this has, to me, everything to do with Diana and like oh. literally avenging his mother's death because you he's think? like... A hundred percent. And I think the way that Megan was treated was so to him similar to what Diana had to deal with that he's like, I can't let this go on. And I don't think, like I said, this really has much to do with like him. It has everything to do with like the women in his life that have, I mean, been killed and, you know, put in danger in harm's way. And I think that's actually, now that you're saying that, a really interesting point. Because he obviously has to speak to his own experience in the press. Like he's talking about in this written testimony, all the things they called him. He, you know, goes on to say, my view is how can anybody possibly trust a media organization that enjoys the liberty of free press with their own legal people and board or when their own legal people and board covers up the truth? He asked, even the police and the government are scared to hold them accountable or seek justice against them. They can truly believe they are above the law. And I mean, again, that's his view and he's not wrong. They actually Mm -hmm. have like gone above the law and nobody stops them like what happened when his mother passed away. I just, I think you're right here in that he's using his own personal experience to fight the battle, but it is a much bigger battle than just him. Yeah. And I think, you know, I say this all the time about Harry is like what he's doing is not wrong by any means. Like he's totally justified in feeling Mm -hmm. this way, but it's sometimes he, the extreme lengths tend to kind of like muddy the waters a bit on like why he's really doing this. And I think that that's why the public gets so frustrated is because they see things like, you know, oh, they called me an underage drinker. Okay. Like you were. Yeah. What I don't understand, like you're fighting them over this, but it's like, it's much bigger than that. And I almost wish like he would just kind of speak on that a little bit more. Yes. But that's the thing. I don't know. You fucking killed my mom and then tortured me after she died. Yes. I think that would be the angle that he would. Because I'm like, I don't think he can speculate. That wouldn't help his case. If I'm putting my Al Woods cap on, he can't just speculate and be like, you killed my mom and da, da, da. He has to frame it in such a way. But I think to your point, he could say like, you badgered me after my mother passed away because paparazzi, the media were chasing her. And it caused Mm -hmm. a car accident. 
-hmm. And then you continued to not only speculate on her and her death and her life. He brought up James Hewitt in the testimony Mm -hmm. and all of those rumors. I know. When I saw that come across my Twitter feed, I was like, he's really talking about this. He's going there. Mention Mm -hmm. it all. Mention Mention it it all. Because I don't believe he talked about that in Spare. Am I wrong? No, I think he did. I think he brought it up. Okay. But not, he might not have, I I think he did mention James, but I was like, he might not have mentioned him by name, but I think he did. There's a lot in that book. Forgive me. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He goes on to say about those rumors. I wasn't actually aware that my mother hadn't met Major Hewitt until after I was born. And he called the reports hurtful, mean, and cruel. But he also added, I was always left questioning the motive behind those stories. Were the newspapers keen to put doubts into the minds of the public so I might be ousted from the royal family? And again, Mm -hmm. keep in mind, he was a child. He was a child Mm -hmm. for a long time. He is making these claims back to when he was 12 years Mm -hmm. old. So that's a healthy number of years before he even turned 18 was legally an adult. Mm -hmm. Like it is just, it is just, he's not wrong. He's going to extreme and great lengths here and he's really bringing it back, which can feel tiresome at times from like a, you know, spectator consuming the information, but he's not wrong. No, that's the thing. He's not really ever wrong. Yeah. It's just tiring. It's the delivery. And it's the delivery. It's the delivery. And, you know, I got to tell you, this is going to sound crazy. Say but, it. like, this is probably how Khloe Kardashian feels. What do you mean? In a sense, when I'm only talking about the James Hewitt stuff, because, I mean, Khloe uh, is, like, always being told, like, I'm, you're not Roberts, you're not Roberts, to kind of, like, illegitimize, like, oh, this is why you look so different than everybody in your family. Mm -hmm. Because this is when, like, I'm talking, like, years ago when people were so fucking mean to her and calling her, like, the fat sister and ugly sister. People would be like, oh, yeah, you're not Roberts. It's like, that's so hurtful and so damaging. So I feel so bad for Harry. And I, I feel kind of bad that, like, you know, I also at a certain point, would joke about the James Hewitt stuff. You mm-hmm. know, like I feel like everybody kind of did and they were like, oh wow, look at them. They look so similar. Blah, 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 blah. But oh, it's yeah. Like, and you're like you go down the Google rabbit hole and you click all the links <laughs> and you engage with all yeah. the content. Absolutely. And I did the same thing with Chloe and OJ with like the side by sides and whatever. Or even like Lionel Richie. Like, yeah. It's just I know. Uh, we do it. And it's not right. It's obviously we're human beings. But that's but like, kind of what he's saying. Yes. Is like yeah. you put these things out here that are not true and there's facts to, you know, combat it. But like when you're just scrolling and you're just reading things, majority of the people aren't going to like go and like do their proper research. Exactly. They're going to take this to the water cooler and be like, oh, did you hear about? Did you see blah, this blah, article? Yeah. Right. And that's like face value what they're going to do. Mm hmm. Oh, my goodness. He also, again, I just like, sometimes when I read quotes from Harry, I read them like Real Housewives tone in my head. But like, again, so extreme, like to end his Tuesday recap, he said, our country is judged globally by the state of our press and our government, both of which I believe are at rock bottom. Like, he's just like. These one-liners. I'm like, get him in the Bravo writing room. It's giving room. a twirl. Yeah, giving a twirl and like holding a diamond. Like yes. that's the vibe. Yes. 
but I love it. Like I just eat it the fuck up. I know. That's the thing. I like, okay, this is, since we're all saying weird things today, this is going to sound weird. I find this is when Harry is at his like hottest because to your point, it's like, you know, he's like defending his wife and his family mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, you're throwing Hot. these lines out, slamming everybody, dragging them all in the name of love. I'm like, I fucking love that. That is hot. Yeah. To me. It's so fucking hot. Like, it's so hot. It's nothing will ever be hotter than Harry, though doing that like interview when he's like on the army base and he's oh. like gotta he's gotta go and like his shirt like lifts up yes. a little bit and you see his little tummy he takes and off like, the mic oh my- and then he runs oh my god i'm like jace megan good yeah. for you girl i know i know i would make him like reenact that like every day <laughs> Role play. <I'd> like please <laughs> oh sam we're in a war zone Sam, Sorry, gotta let so boyfriend hot. listen to this one. <laughs> I, I know. He'd be like, Sam, get a grip. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so the cross-examination is happening today. It's literally yes, happening while right we now. speak. Yes. Yeah. And I love that they're a couple hours ahead of us. Oh, I'm telling because you. then, like, we get it, like, in, like, we have... I don't it's know. It's their afternoon. It. So we're getting it in real exactly. time. But it's also like we wake up to nuggets. Like to yesterday news. morning, I mm-hmm. woke up and I was like, ooh, let me scroll through all of these updates. And mm-hmm. they're like really going at it. Sorry, recap before some of Wednesday we, for us. Well, really quick, before we get into Wednesday, mm-hmm. we do have to talk about the reenactment. Oh my. <laughs> I couldn't even wait. I knew we were going to talk about this. I linked it in my Instagram stories right now. So I'll probably link it again on Thursday so that everybody has. I couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. When I saw this. You sent me this tweet and Mm -hmm. this article Mm -hmm. from, is it Sun? Sun Media, I believe. Sky News. Sky News, excuse me. I'm getting my print and television mixed up. You're getting your... Yeah, the sun, the sky. Yes. And so I was working all, like I was in meetings all day long. Like, and I was just like, this I know is going to be my like four little treat content Mm -hmm. break. And it did not disappoint. Describe what this is to people. Of course. I would love to. (laughs) So I come across this tweet and it's like this ginger man like performing Harry's testimony. So there's this tweet from Sky News and it says, in the phone hacking case, Prince Harry told the court that every single article played a destructive role in his life. There are no cameras in court. So as part of a special program by Sky News, they've recorded what was said by the Duke played by an actor. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. This man was paid to stand there in a suit and just recite Harry's testimony. Truly. Because he looks like Harry. Yes. Like, it's so fucking funny. And the actor's name is Lawrence Dobiez. He was mm-hmm. on the show Outlander, which is a Role wildly of a lifetime. Popular, popular show. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing beats reenacting Harry's testimony to a dramatic effect. He is this, okay, he's just standing there in a blue suit with his orange hair, 
just mm-hmm. reciting everything, like Harry's written transcript testimony. Mm-hmm. It's to dramatic so effect. Good. It's it's so, so good. good. But what makes it even better was as I kept reading this article, they said each night at 9 p.m., Sky News broadcaster Jonathan Samuels is set to present the special titled Harry in Court with Dovies voicing evidence given by the Duke. So as long as this trial goes on, this man at 9 p.m. UK time will be reenacting what's happening. The UK is wild. They get Love Island and this. Bless. And this. I mean, they're eating over there. They're eating. They're being fed, it's- honey. It's so fucking funny. I really couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, wait, what is this? Because he does look like Harry. I'm laughing. My jaw is hurting. Because it was so nuts. I'm like, they've hired a man from Outlander to stand there and perform a reading. And he agreed to do it. He said, yes, I'm booked. Like, excuse me. He's got to be making some money. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. They have to be paying him for sure. This is a gig. And like every single night at 9 p.m. on a schedule. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, he's there in a suit ready to go. And the last thing I'll say was just made it so delicious was like he is like he's taking it so seriously. Like he's committed, Mm. committed. I know. This the is like, pauses, like I said, it's a role the of his tone. lifetime. Not Outlander. Yeah. One of the most famous shows on TV right no. now. It's, it's like 11th, 12th season, 14th. Sky News. Did you? Okay, side note. Have you watched Outlander before? Are you like No, but Outlander? I just texted my mom about it yesterday. Okay, because... Have you seen it? I started watching... It's very um, horny, It's I hear. very horny. I couldn't keep mm. up. Like, it was just like too much. My girlfriend was like obsessed with it. And she's like, you have to start watching it so we can talk about it. It's very horny. It's very mm-hmm. horny. And it's gone a little on too for much. a long time. But a ton, mm-hmm. a ton of famous actors, successful actors are in that show. And Lawrence. Yeah, people love it. Sky News Lawrence. Yeah, Sky News. <laughs> God. Okay, so let's get into the Wednesday okay. cross-examination of Prince Harry. <laughs> Um, basically what you can expect from Sky News later tonight at 9 p.m. Um, yes. British time. Um, I mean, so Harry says that his early conversation with lawyers focused on how to somehow find a way to put the abuse, intrusion, and hate that was coming towards me and my wife to a stop rather than relying on the institution's way. So basically, if the institution, if Charles, the queen, may she rest... William, mm-hmm. if they all like just would have gotten on board and protected, like, they could have stopped Meg. this. And that is like the biggest thing. That's like the biggest part of this whole thing is like they could have controlled this. You I, know what I'm saying? But I think, again, to Harry and Meghan's point and to them leaving the monarchy, they made an active choice to mm-hmm. not protect them. Right. To exactly. not shut this down. They, they actually they worked with the media Exactly. To dial it up. Mm-hmm. To hide stories about William. They're like, let's throw and Megan Andrew. under the bus. And oh, Andrew, that's sicko. So he declared under cross-examination that some journalists have, quote, blood on their hands because of the links to which they had gone to ferret out news about him and his family. And, you know, 
again, like he's just not having it. He's, no. I think he's got two kids. He's got a beautiful wife. He's like, I can't have what happened to my mother happen to me or my And wife. my family. Yeah. It's actually mm-hmm. like, it's so, first of all, it's so sad that it's like, he's like, I had to pursue legal action and how mm-hmm. quickly we forget, like, and because of all of the articles and things that like this press puts out, like we forget that Harry and Megan, especially Megan, were like battered by the media you know, mm-hmm. she was like racially charged with articles by it was media. like nonstop, nonstop, even up yeah. to the coronation. I'm sure now if we like go and look, there's shit they're writing about her. But it is so sad because it's like you do start to like hear, you know, you 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 start hearing like, oh, he's back in court and da 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 da. And again, it's just like I think it's this like unconscious thing that people developed with Harry and Meghan, myself included at times where it's like. You're going to hear about him being in court and like, you're going to be like, ugh, like he's like annoying. And like, this is going on for so long and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, no, like, let's not forget how much shit they went through to the point that they left the royal family. And it is easy to forget that. Yeah. And I mean, my thing is, is like, if you start to forget that, myself included, like, just think about the documentary that we watched in December Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. them, like having to leave. People were busting down their fencing. They're like flying overhead, like they're doing the most. And Harry, you know, he did say that in his cross-examination was just like the level of surveillance that he was under was quite disturbing. And there was, so this is what he said. He denounced payments made by the mirror group around this coverage referred to as project Harry. So it was just like, that is what they did. They fucking tracked him down. They wouldn't leave him alone. Let's not forget Tyler Perry had to put new fencing up in his little LA mansion. Like, He had to put fencing because they were creeping in through everywhere. There have been pictures Mm -hmm. on Twitter this week of paparazzi sitting outside of Harry and Meghan's house in Montecito. And again, Mm -hmm. I always go back to it's like one thing to, you know, follow them around at an event or something that's public, so on and so forth. But like in their home where their children reside, it's just creepy like I think it's so creepy and even with any sort of celebrity like I always feel weird when I see like aerial photos of like Jennifer Aniston's house like Mm -hmm. any anyone Ellen DeGeneres I don't know why I brought up Ellen but but um, even those photos of Kylie and Timothy Chalamet in her backyard like I posted an article that that, like page six had it but I didn't post any of the images except Kylie smoking because that was interesting. Because of was course, like, yeah, amazing. But like, yeah, um, I just find it very invasive, and it's like, what mm-hmm. in the drone technology were you doing to like get that like backyard grainy? That is not yeah. like a planned paparazzi well, like, what shot. What do you think you're gonna get? Yeah, well, I mean, they're you gonna sell it to page like, six. What photo do you think you're gonna fucking get with pictures like that? First of all, they were shot on like an iPhone eight, grainy <laughs> as hell. Horrible. I mean, it's like so embarrassing. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to see these grainy ass photos of like Megan outside on her grass. Like, I I don't give a fuck. And no, no one does. No one does. Do you think you're going to like catch Megan and Harry in like some big fight? No, but what they're going to do is be like, it's not going to happen. Megan, 
barefoot and pregnant in the backyard because she's in like yeah. a bill like she's literally barefoot with her kids and in like a billowy top mm-hmm. like again they will fabricate anything and that is yeah. like what he is saying and i mean again outside of harry and Meghan and the royal family we even saw this yesterday with drew barrymore in page six where yes, she I was, thank you had, yes. yeah like she did an article with new york magazine and they she talked about her mother and they took something out of context entirely. And Page Six wrote a headline being like, she like wished her mother was dead or something like that. And yeah. she came, she went on the internet, Drew, and was like, I didn't fucking say that. Like, and slammed them. But this is what mm-hmm. Page Six does. And Page Six especially does this with Megan. They are so Team Kate. They are so underlying Royal, royal Rota. Like, it is wild and They're egregious. Like, but American. Yes. Some of the yeah. headlines that they make that I'm just like, I cannot take what you say at face value. I know. And so Harry is taking a break right now from testifying. And Jane Kerr, a formal royal editor for The Mirror, has mm-hmm. taken the stand today. So Miss Kerr, Jane, worked for The Daily Mirror as assistant editor and royal editor from 1990 until 2010. And she was the author of several of the articles that Prince Harry and his legal team have cited in the lawsuit. So Harry's lawyer is asking her questions about requests for information on victims of the July 7th, 2005 suicide bombing attacks in London and on crime victims that were outsourced by Miss Kerr up to 900 times to a company called Commercial and Legal Services, one of the several entities known to have engaged in unlawful information gathering methods, aka hacking hacking. phone and voicemails. Mm Yeah. Yeah. So she just repeatedly says she does not remember why the service was used. And Harry's lawyer comes back at her and he says, you don't remember or you don't want to remember. Yeah. Harry's lawyer is really going in. She, mm-hmm. first of all, Jane Kerr, she said she didn't want to come to court. Her resume is questioned. And then he calls her out because she claimed yesterday in her witness statement that she was only a royal correspondent until 2005, but it was actually 2006. And his lawyer is saying, you're trying to distance yourself from the Daily Mirror news desk, desk from 2005 when phone hacking became prevalent at the paper, Sherborne claimed. And Kurt Jane disagreed, saying she was proud of the work that she did at the Mirror. But it's like, mm-hmm. I think you're already setting yourself up. Like, it's giving not... I, I don't know. You you tell me what you think as well. And we don't have to talk about Jane Kerr for a long time, but it's like her saying she didn't want to come. Like, you sound like an asshole. How yeah. is that going to work in your favor? For real? It's not. <laughs> it's not. And so in order to win the case, yeah. Harry has to convince the judge that the Mirror Group intercepted voicemails and voicemail messages and those like his voicemail messages and those close to him. So the New York Times says proving hacking could be a high bar given how much time has passed since the mirror articles cited by Harry were published and because the prince has not submitted irrefutable evidence that he was hacked. But they've submitted 147 articles that are relying heavily on interference. I also have this highlighted. I want I just find it important to note yep. is that in 2014, the mirror admitted to hacking other public figures and apologized for it the following year. So like they've done this before they've yes. admitted to doing this and yes. apologized. So it's like, this isn't far fetched. No, like this has happened. Yeah. And like 
Mm-hmm. I know that it's not, you know, here's my cell phone. You can hear that it was clearly hacked. But 147 articles where it's like there's no other way that w- they would have this information, mm-hmm. that's like pretty solid. Yeah. And I guess the last thing, I don't know this actually because I don't know how the UK court works. Do they, is there a jury listening to this or like who is making the decision? Just a judge? That's I like, feel like it's just a judge. Yeah. Yeah. So I am curious what will happen. Um, because also keep in mind, this is one of seven ongoing lots of periods under. Or you'd think Gary's out here trying to get some insurance fraud claims or something. <laughs> Oh my God. It's like saying like seven lawsuits. It's like, that's when people like the public like tap out. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, let me know what happens. Suing people is your full-time job, Harry. <laughs> Dead ass. Oh God. Oh, Harry. Oh, Wish we'll nothing but the best for him. I know. So let's finish up. And name our spotted dick for the episode. Who do you think has been a real steamed pudding this week, Lex? I mean, coming out in the 11th hour, I got to say Jane Kerr saying she didn't want to be there. Like, why even exactly. say that? It's just dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> and it's and you sound I mean, like an asshole. There's no empathy there. You sound like an there. asshole. And you're not like Naomi Campbell. You know what I'm saying? You're not Kate like, Ross. Can, I don't like, get out of bed for less than $10,000. Yeah. Like, like you're not. You're, you're not Jane Kerr. Sweetie. Yeah. Like MS, please. MGN journalist. Yeah. Phone hacking so, queen. <laughs> it's yeah. Phone hacking queen to the stars. Um, I 100% agree. Spot a dick for the week. Uh, so I love when we I love when we align on spotted dick. I know we should be giving different ones, but I'm like, it just really feels but, it makes me feel like I'm heard, you know? So thanks. Yeah, and like <laughs> sometimes they're really just a dick. And you, <laughs> you know? Like her saying she did not want to come to court, you are a spotted dick. I'm and sorry. also for like potentially like, you know, doing some shysty yeah, things. Of course. All the other things that are being claimed. All the other things, obviously. <laughs> well, you guys, this has been incredible that's it for this week's episode of crown jewels be sure to rate review and follow the show on apple spotify or wherever you're listening now we'll have new episodes every single thursday so be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss our next episode tell all of your royally obsessed friends and follow me at lex nico and you can follow me at bravo historian and until next time may god save the bitch Batches.